Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the guy on the road again, once again. You thought you could stop me. You can't even contain me. You can't even hope to contain the containment unit when Ecto-1 brings the ghosts to the place. That's right, John Wayne. Here I am, back. I'm back, baby, in more ways than one. I'm back, first of all, in the uh, in the library of evil here in the east wing of Wayne Manor, where uh, I do spend most of my time. We know that, but uh, you know, I'm I'm here right now. Of course, I, I have a nice cold Topo Chico. I don't have a cup of coffee. I drank a lot of coffee earlier, so I'm taking a break on that. But I have a heaping, hooping, hyping, peeping, piping, popping bowl of Grand Papier's medicine, which I have topped with a nice powdery layer of keef that I, I scraped from my uh, keef collector of my grinder, uh, and it is amazing. You know, uh, first of all, two things up top. I, I apologize that this is a day late. It is not a dollar short, though. I'm recording this uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm not at the Christian bookstore Tuesday morning, but Tuesday morning. I know I, this usually goes up on Monday. I know that, but uh, I was on the road this weekend. If you're, uh, you know, if you're hopefully uh, if you're following me and checking me out and listening along, you know, uh, I was back on the road in Las Vegas at my first convention, which we will get heavily into for this entire episode. But uh, I just want to apologize that that is why this is just a, a day late, uh, because I was driving all night. But we'll talk about it. And uh, and yeah, uh, so it's it's a little late. I apologize. But hopefully uh I make it up to you by the stories that I have to tell. And then um, I also forgot to bring this up on last week's episode. But uh, I had gra- a grandpappy's medicine, but my I had a new I have a new pipe. I broke my pipe. What it was what a sack twist that was for me. Uh, sack twist is like some something like bad happens to you or annoying. Uh, so yeah, last Saturday, I'm in the backyard chatting with some friends, having one of these social distancing gatherings of people and sitting in the backyard like a bunch of white people going, ah, and how are you over there? Anyway, I have a, I have my pipe loaded. I just loaded the bowl and I put it in my lap while I'm sitting there and I, uh, somebody said something to me and I was tied, you know, looked over to talk to them and I reached up and grabbed my beer from the table in front of me. And then I just shifted wrong, and uh, I forgot the pipe was in my lap, and it just rolled right out, hit the ground just at the right angle, and bam, broke. Like, broke right at the stem. Just broke in two pieces, not right at the stem, but right where, like, the stem meets the bowl, it broke. And I had that pipe for a long-ass time. My wife, Katie, gave that to me before we were even married. It, uh, if, if a lot of, I know a lot of listeners out there have actually probably smoked out of this pipe with me. So, you know, some of you know which one I'm talking about. It was like the blue and greenish one. And it, it was, uh, the way that the design was put in, I'd never seen a pipe like this. It, it was like, it was carved into the glass, like in a way that like the glass around the design was carved away, uh, if that makes sense. So it was textured, like like kind of the reverse way uh, if you would carve into a pipe instead. I don't know. It's, it's a badass pipe. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but yeah, Katie got it for me several years ago. It had a bunch of tombstones on it, like a, in a little graveyard and skulls and, you know, and now it's gone. Rest in power to my pipe. Uh, it was sad. I was, uh, but you know, I, I was, we were, we all commented on how long I'd had that pipe. That's pretty much the longest I've ever had a pipe for, uh, was that pipe. And it lasted a long time. I definitely got, you know, more than any money out of it. 
not that I paid for it since it was a gift, but uh, you know, I got I got my use out of it. It was and it, it was good. And you know, sometimes we gotta say goodbye to the things we love. But I uh, I I mourned for a day. All day Saturday, I almost went to get another. I was like, should I go even look at pipes? It might be too soon. So Nick P and I sat around and just uh, took bottle bong hits all night in in uh, memory of my pipe. And then on Sunday, I got up and I went to uh, a local smoke shop nearby. And I was looking, you know, I, they have like the the pipes, you know, in the glass case. And they had three pretty large glass cases of pipes there. And so I'm looking at these pipes and I'm going back and forth and looking down the one and all across and then back the other way. And I just can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not landing on them. Nothing's really talking to me. Nothing's hitting me. You know, nothing sticks out or strikes me as like, that's, that's a pipe for me. But, uh, then like, you know, after about 10 or so minutes looking, I, I'm, you know, I decide to look, all right, I'm going to look slower starting at the top. And I, you know, and I came across this one pipe that was up there uh, in one of the top shelves that I, I guess I had, you know, missed or maybe just hadn't focused on till then. And uh, I was like, oh, baby, yeah, that's going to have to be the one. And it is. It's uh, I, so I got this pipe. It's it's glass, uh, beautiful glass pipe that's like translucent blue. The bowl is translucent blue. It's it's a Sherlock style pipe. So it looks like a pipe that like Sherlock Holmes would smoke like, oh, do you believe my dear Watson? But uh but it's made of glass. And then like the stem, it, it is a color like that green color, greenish yellow that looks like it would glow in the dark. Like that's the only way I can describe it. Like, you know, when something glows in the dark, what it looks like in the day, like that's the color it looks like. And there's a, a nice, the same color lines the the top of the bowl, uh, <clears throat> kind of like where the, the white, the classic pipe, maybe the top would be a, like have a white or maybe like a you know, wooden kind of colored ring around it. That's what this is. And it's very, uh, it's very cool. I like it. I was happy with it. Uh, I took it home and washed it all up in alcohol and stuff and, and, uh, it smoked it out and it was, it was great. And, uh, I meant to, uh, talk about it on the podcast, like, uh, to say that I broke my pipe and, uh, you know, that I was going to get a new one because I hadn't gotten it yet. I don't think when I recorded the last episode, but, you know, I forgot all about, I forgot all about, I forgot all about, I forgot all about it. So, uh, yeah, so I got this new pipe. It's awesome. No, I don't name my pipes. I'm sorry. I'm a professional smoker. I, I smoke to get high, not to talk cute to my pipe. So anyway, uh, that, those two things aside, uh, I'm, I'm back. This is, wow. What a week we've had, you know, it's been, um, as you know, I was back at my first convention this week, uh, last, this past weekend in Laws, Vegas, Nevada, uh, Days of the Dead, Las Vegas. We are going to talk all about that uh, coming up. <clears throat> you know, um, so pretty much my my entire week leading up to to that, I, I left Wednesday night uh, of last week. You know, this past Wednesday night. But I, um, you know, all I did Monday, Monday and Tuesday and stuff I spent uh, in Wednesday during the day. It was all like get ready. You know, I was going over like making a list, checking it twice, making sure I had everything nice. And uh, I took my car c- to go get, you know, make sure the oil's changed, get my tires rotated because that's all included in the thing when I bought it. So I'm I I've been abusing the shit out of that. Just anytime I just take my car down there and say change the oil and rotate the tires for me, and I'll wait and drink coffee. But now you can't drink coffee there. Uh, unless you want to get like uh, the COVID, I guess, but they don't have stuff like that. But anyway, I took that, I took care of all of my stuff, got everything together, packed all my shit up, prepared, got change. You know, I took care of all that, bought, you know, uh, grocery shit for the road. It was all just a prep week, basically just prep, prep, prep. And I had a lot of uh, kind of 
pre kind of catch up work to do with po- the podcasts and stuff with like uh, editing the vital social issues and stuff episode that went up on Thursday and, um, you know, making sure that, uh, that right before I left, I, I got, a um, uh, one of the Patreon podcast, uh, interviews done that I had, I had lined up. So I had to get that. I got that ready. That's up now. If you're, if you're on the Patreon, uh, that's, that's already up there for you. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was all about that prep, prep, prep time. So I don't have a lot of uh, stories about the week necessarily. That that's pretty much how I spent it. Nothing necessarily super exciting happened. Uh, but you know, <clears throat> it was uh yeah, it was all about that prep. And and as I mentioned earlier, the Patreon uh peeps, my Patreon uh family, I do want to say I I do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, and I want to give a massively mega shout out to all of my uh, Patreon supporters, thank you guys so much. I hope that uh, you're doing well. And and I uh, I put up a special goodie this past week, and uh, I'll let everybody here know because it might you know hopefully it entices you to go over to the Patreon and um, maybe you know maybe you join one of the tiers, help old Uncle Johnny out. Uh, I put on the wall a uh, the audio book version of Death Packs and Left Hand Paths as read by me, the author. Um, I've been. <clears throat> I've been working on trying to get this released and put on Audible for months. Like, I kid you not, months, months and months and months. The problem is, like, I think I've talked about this before. You know, I recorded it here in the mansion. uh, In the mansion? No, mansion's gone. Here in Wayne Manor, I recorded it myself in the Library of Evil. Uh, I used my older microphone that I have, not not this new one, and I didn't have a pop screen then, but but I had the pop protector anyway. Um, the thing is, is, like I was recording it like I record a podcast, like how I do this kind of stuff. But Audible has all these crazy restrictions on how the you know all the decibels and stuff have to be. It's it's all this quality control stuff, which I understand. But the fact that I didn't know that prior, and I just I didn't put those, I didn't take the steps to put you know, uh, certain, uh, filter or whatever certain parameters in when I recorded it. So fixing it has been a, a, a bastard and I've had some people helping me, but it looks like I'm, I'm actually going to go into a studio and uh, a buddy's studio and just do that ag- totally again with the right parameters. And that one will come out on audible whenever, but right now the original version that I did <clears throat> is up on my Patreon wall. Uh, if you jump on over any of the tiers that you subscribe to, uh, get you everything that's on the, the the wall that I have there, which is also where the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast is, where I talk to other artists that I meet from around the uh, country here, and we have great talks and conversations, and uh, that's up there as well. But you know, if even if you're a part of the Dollar Beer Club, uh, the dollar a month one, you know, you don't get any anything any of the extra stories or anything like that uh, from the month, but you do get access to the podcast and everything that's on the wall, which means. For a dollar, you can be listening to the Death Packs and Left Hand Path uh, book read by me, or maybe $5, whatever you'd like. Uh, check out the tiers. Any support, I appreciate so, so much. Guys, it really has helped me uh, a ton. Being back on the road this this first week was, um, you know, not not uh, like I was shocked, but it's just like, all right, here we go, back into, you know, making sure this money is here and that money's there, and it, it's 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 not cheap. Uh, you know, I fly. I don't fly. I mean, I I... I, I do my thing on the on the cheapest uh, budget I can, uh, but you know it's uh, it, it's a grind out there. So I certainly do appreciate every single bit of support I get, uh, no matter what. And if and if you 
would like to help me in that way, uh, joining the Patreon's the the an excellent way to do that. So check it out, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, you can check all that good stuff out there and get the audiobook for for whatever you uh, decide to pledge. So anyway, um, yeah, so with that's out of the way, uh, I did want to talk about, about that audiobook though, because I think it's kind of cool to listen, listen to it. But yeah, I want to keep it there. And then eventually, hopefully, it'll come out in a different version that'll be on audible but this version will not be available but uh, i do all the voices and all this all the shit i I make it fun i like it i had a good time doing it so hopefully uh you listen to it and you enjoy it anyway so um let me see i think like i said you know we're all caught up on the week i don't want to talk too much about it because the majority of my week is is the is the convention and we're going to talk about that here um of course in the middle segment of the of the podcast so I think we'll just go ahead and get right into our tarot reading of the week, uh, I believe. Um, So, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before the show every week, where I just kind of write down and think of the thoughts that have been on my mind, things I'm, you know, kind of maybe dealing with during the week, what I'm thinking about, and then I, uh, you know, just kind of get a different perspective, a different kind of way to look at things by using the, you know, parameters or the filters of the cards, uh, the prism, looking through the prism, if you will. So, you know, it, it kind of, that's another adjustment I need to make on the, you know, being back on the road with this traveling and stuff, like kind of two weeks in a row. Uh, you know, I, as a lot of you know, I do a card of the day on my Instagram every morning at John Wayne is dead, but it's been super hard to do it now when I was on the road. So I need to figure out a better way to do it. I know I said, you know, I would still be doing it. And I am like, yeah, I, most of the times this week, it's just been the picture of the card because I haven't had the opportunity or the location to be able to sit down somewhere and actually do the videos like I do. So uh, I am going to figure that out for sure. So, but you know, check it out at John Wayne is dead. If you're into tarot, I do a card of the day reading every single day and uh, you can follow along and we have a lot of fun together. So this week, um, the thing, the things that uh, were on my mind this week were um, thinking outside the box for, and and I put to specify more that about that thinking outside of the box where my booth is concerned, i.e., presentations and my career. So, like I've said, you know, with everything changing abruptly, you know, all all my conventions got yanked, my whole plan for the year got changed. But you know, I'm not letting that deter me. It's all about I have to find a different way around these obstacles until we can go back to whatever, or these are just adjustments. So that's been on my mind and getting back into the act, abs- the actual swing of thing, the actual, like getting put back out in the game, if you will, is, uh, you know, had my mind reeling a little bit about things. I, I'm like, uh, you know, okay, I, I, I want to do this better. I already want to change this. I want to kind of do this thing. And, uh, you know, so I got a lot in my mind about that. Like I was taking massive amount of notes, uh, as things were coming to me at the convention, but we'll talk about that more later. But that that that's what I mean by thinking outside of the box, where my booth, like, and my career is concerned, they're all wrapped up together, and and just how to how to make certain things work. Um, uh, budgeting that also was something like going back into it. It's like okay, you know, it's uh, you know, this is legit. Got to figure this out and make sure that uh, I can make this work. Which also that kind of folds into the booth and career thing uh, as well. Now uh, also thinking about, you know, making smart decisions, making sure that I'm, I'm, 
you know, the things that I'm deciding on, the choices I'm going with align with my, my goal, what my absolute goal is. And I don't waste time, you know, dicking around with something else. That's not necessarily where I'm, you know, where I need to be or what's going to help me. And, um, oh, and, 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 uh, creating like, a uh, un- I guess unattaching myself from things like just, uh, not worrying about, <clears throat> Um, I, I don't know a lot, not letting, you know, the, the wrong things define me, I guess. Um, that one might be a little bit hard to explain mostly in my, my head, but you know, just being more, it, it all comes down to being more focused on what I need to be focused on basically. Um, which is what I'm trying to uh, achieve here. So anyway, first card we get nine of cups, nine of cups, cups reversed. So, uh, with the nine of cups reversed, it's, with that, it's like we feel like we're, um, you know, we we have a lot of good things going for us. You know, we have we have you know we gotten things off to a good start. We have we're happy with where you know with making the the choices we made with the career, whatever we we're done. We've got we got we got a lot of things good going for us, but something's missing. Um, so we need to kind of figure out where what what is missing it's not cuz it's not just like a little something it's not like we're like well hmm <clears throat> you know what's missing from this a little paprika no uh something something significant is missing uh from our life or or you know from whatever we put together here and we need to figure that out so the best way to do that is to l- look at what kind of what we're uh what we're wishing for for our life, I guess, or hoping and, and our goals, and are we, you know, aligning those with the high, our highest good, our our highest self? Are they in line with with our goals? Like I kind of like I was just talking about uh, in my thoughts this week. So we need to think about that and then get back in touch with what's really important to us instead of trying to. Uh, think about if your next move is going to impress others or what other people will think of your next move or you in in particular. So this has to be, so basically, you know, I think this is, you know, everything's going good, but somehow we've gotten away. We've lost touch with some part of us that or some main, main thing that uh, we need to be uh, a part of what we're doing. And it's just taking that step back and, and making sure like, what have we been choosing lately are those choices in line are our our desires been in line with what you know is going to help us succeed here just kind of getting back in touch with that and and you know i think sometimes you can get a little bit wrapped up in in image and ego and and such and you know and that's part of it it's part of what goes along with what with what i do at least i think but you know it's good to have that check sometimes you know hey i'm not i'm not here to impress you number one i'm here to do my work and uh, put out my, you know, put out the the books that I want to put out and do it the way, you know, I want to and, you know, get this going. I'm not here to impress you, you know, so I'm not, I, I need to, you know, sometimes there's something to just check yourself on, you know what I mean? Um, uh, oh, look, uh, this one card wants us to look inside rather than outside for happiness. You know, this again goes back to doing what makes us happy, not others. Um, ask ourselves if, if we feel successful, uh, and if not, we need to change our definition of success. Now that I, that was something I wrote down in particular because that was, uh, something I, I was, uh, I guess, gra- grappling with. I don't know a while ago, maybe like a year and a half ago. 
and I'm I'm better with it now, but it doesn't mean I still don't kind of like am I doing okay? Like cuz I I was I didn't I just didn't know what I had no measuring stick, I guess. I I wanted something that I could compare what I was doing to uh, to measure against to see how and, and and use that to gauge my success, if you will, in in uh, air quotes that I'm doing. But you know, after talking to a lot of people and and having to figure it out, it's it's like everyone's definition of success is different. You know, my success is going to be different than your success is going to be different than your success. You know, it's all different for everybody. So I can't work to uh, your so that you know maybe necessarily I've I'm a success in X Y Z's eyes. You know, I have to be success in my eyes. I have to be, you know be able to recognize when I've grown and been successful in something. So if basically with this, you know, our definition of success needs to be our own, not somebody else's. You know, we can't base our success on the the measuring stick of your buddy. You know, that's because you're not, that's not, you just can't do it, you know. So that that's just something to remember to keep in mind, you know, especially if you're working on something hard like in, <clears throat> something like in the arts where it's it is like uh you know there's no it's a it's a completely different thing you know it's not like uh, you're graded at, at, and there's a number rank you get you know it's it's different we don't need to worry about what other people's definition of success is and and live up to whatever they are trying to do because that's them not us um we may be feeling frustrated think that things aren't happening for us like i guess at the at the, the pace that we wanted it to but we need to, with those things, we need to examine if our expectations may may be unrealistic. Like, you know, it, we need to kind of, like, ground ourselves, like I was saying before, and be like, hey, man, you know, thing, this isn't happening. I wanted to fly to the moon by tomorrow, but that's not really realistic, you know, if you don't have a rocket or training or, you know, anything. Uh, I know that's a drastic example, but... But that's kind of what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so and then we may okay, so we may be chasing this unrealistic thing, but also we may also just be be uh, kind of talking about what we want to do about a dream that we have or a goal, and we're just kind of hoping it'll manifest if we just throw a little bit of action in it. But we're really just talking about it. Um, we the, that's not that's not gonna happen. We, if that's all we're gonna do, then we need to definitely change your, what our goals are and make sure it's something that satisfies us. Um, because you know you can't talk your way into you know that that level of success with no work. It just doesn't that just doesn't happen. So maybe time to realign what what you're thinking about. Um, do 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 reconnect with dreams and goals. Commit to bringing to fruition. Uh, make sure. Make sure in line with your personal values and be more proactive. Okay, so that's saying like, you know, we, we reconnect to what these dreams are or, or what the dream or goal is going to be and and stay, you know, make sure they're aligned with our, our personal values, of course, and we we stick with that. And then we get proactive, like go out and do it. You got to make start doing the action. And if we have to start with something small just so we can build up, then that's what we got to do. And we got to pair all the way back and do it that way. Um, and then it also throws in one of these don't don't overindulge and things at the expense of your health. 
exercise, moderation. Uh, but I put that in there because it's like, well, you know, I'm traveling a lot now, uh, back, uh, back a lot now again. So that's always something I think about. It's like, uh, you know, I know I'm on the road, but I'm on the road a lot. So, you know, using the excuse of like, yeah, well, we're on vacation. Well, first of all, A, we're not on vacation. B, you know, it's, uh, it's not a party all the time. So, Eddie Murphy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know your girl likes to, but it's not going to happen all the time. Uh, next card, Five of Cups reversed. These are all reversed again this week. Um, so with this, we're, we're is, is suggesting maybe we're experiencing some kind of setback or, or a failure in something. But <clears throat> it's, not, it's not something that is public. It's not something that everybody knows about. Uh, it's something just with ourselves. So this could just be our own our own personal goals we're working on. We've we've su- suffered a setback, or or it could be something in another part of our life that we just don't want other people to know about because we feel you know uh, you know we we feel bad about it. We feel less than or whatever. So we're keeping those feelings inside, but uh, you know we don't want to. You know we we know that's unhealthy. We need to be able to find you know someone or or, or somehow to share these feelings and be able to kind of overcome these setbacks. A lot of times getting past this obstacle, you know, being able to talk about it with somebody is kind of like, you'll realize, Oh, I can, that's, that's what I needed, you know? So we really need to, to be, to not hold these things in basically and not feel bad. If we do feel guilty or shame, uh, we need to, you know, we need to forgive ourselves. I talked about this before. We need to, you know, all we can do is acknowledge that we've, made a mistake or a misstep or what or or acknowledge we have no control over it or whatever it is and 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 forgive yourself and just take the lesson make sure you you know you're respectful of what you learn and take that away and uh and and apply it moving forward so that you know you don't make the same mistake again or misstep or or you can see things coming better maybe see the signs um you know and we do that and then we we're just making sure that we're you know grateful for the lesson it that's sometimes that's all we can do it's be you know shit sucks but hey i learned a lesson I, that won't happen again um so uh yeah i can't change the past let it go uh make sure we're open to new opportunities yeah so this is like man we can't let go we can't dwell in our past mistakes can't dwell in the past you know we cannot change things i say this all the time that's wasted energy to, to dwell on things that we can't change or complain about things we can't change. So, so much better use of your time and energy to acknowledge that I can't change that. Move on. Let's move forward. <clears throat> I can't change that, but I'm going to do this. You know, that's the way we kind of have to start acting, uh, proactive, taking action with these things. Uh, last card of the reading today, Seven of Wands reversed. So these all have a pretty pretty much a theme uh, throughout these cards. It's a good reading about as far as our expectations and ex- as far as uh, experiencing setbacks and aligning and realigning the real realistic you know uh, goals for ourselves, all of those things, and and not succumbing to the people on the outside who have our ear. That's where we start with the Seven of Wands. We may be experiencing this this pressure. It's it's weighing us down heavily. It's ca- it's causing us to doubt ourselves. This is external pressure from the people around you. You're doubting yourself now because of this. You know you didn't used to do that. It's exhausting you. Um, you're wondering if it's it's making you wonder if if all of this is worth it. If what you're trying to do is worth it. 
Um, but it is. We need to make you know we need to make a strong stand here um, and not give up. First of all, uh, no matter how tired we are, and and we don't you know we we can't change who we are and what we're doing right. Don't change yourself. Don't worry about what other people want you to do or think that you should change to do or whatever it is. That's that's that outside pressure. Um, <clears throat> we can't change what we have to do. We have to keep fighting for what you know the 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 choice that we've made, the goal that we have. Um, you know, we can't. This is another thing. Like as far that connects exactly with the you can't change. You know, what you can't don't complain about things you can't change. Sorry. This is saying you can't please everyone all the time. Another true thing. So just stand firm in what you believe. Don't compromise. And you'll, you know, the people who you'll, you know, connect with you will and the people who won't, won't. But that's it. We, we can't try to sit here and, and bring all these people together on, on your side or something. It's just we have to do it the way uh, that we're doing it for ourselves. Doing it for ourselves. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. My computer is um, screen saving on me right now. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So this is all about, uh, again, this just goes in standing with what we believe, not being pressured into uh, changing or adopting uh, or you know, compromising, that's the word, compromising our character for what other people think we should do. Um, you know, we might, this, and and this is like saying it's hard right now because we, we feel this pressure. We also feel overwhelmed because, you know, possibly because we've been given too much responsibility. Maybe we've overcommitted ourselves. And now, and because of these things, we're also feeling in competition with others, which makes us feel very vulnerable while we're, you know, also feeling at you know extreme pressure from the outside then you've got all this other stuff going on inside of us but we do need to have confidence again that we can do what we set out to do and and we can't back down from conflict or you know trying people trying to compromise make us compromise ourselves or our ideas you know we have to do we have to do what we do and that's it, and that's that for that reading. So, see, I, th I think that was a good one. I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well, uh, especially where I was saying, you know, like uh, making, thinking around outside of the box when it comes to my career and my goals and my, or my, and my booth and, and things like that. Uh, reading this is like, you know, I have to keep in mind that, you know, what a lot of people do works for them, and that's what they, they do. I, I have to make the things that I do work for me and make sure I stay on that kind of target with whatever else I, you know, with whatever changes I choose to make or don't make. So, so that made me think a lot about that. So there we go. Uh, like I said, you can follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram and every morning, uh, check out the card of the day reading. If you're interested in tarot, it's a good fun time of learning and, uh, it's only a two minute video and then it goes right to the YouTube, uh, John Wayne is dead YouTube channel or you can check it out there. So, Catch up if you'd like. Uh, anyway, so like I was talking about my Patreon earlier, um, I've been doing these interviews with uh, artists and friends of mine in the different disciplines of the arts around the country and, and the globe even. And, uh, you know, I've been playing a little little excerpt of it from uh, 
from uh, uh, the Awesome Dude for Life podcast every week here, so you can kind of check it out, get a get a flavor from my guests, get to know them a little bit, and uh, check out the pod a little bit of the podcast. And if you are into it, you want to hear the rest of the episode, or you want to hear all the other episodes, uh, just go over to John Wayne is uh, Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers. Every single tier comes with the podcast, so you can check it out and um, support me and support my awesome dudes and dudette guests. So this week, um, this week was awesome. I checked in with a very good uh, friend of mine, David W. Barbie, out in Georgia. You know him. He was on the podcast back in December, I believe. He and I were at a a very, um, uh, you know, we had a, a not so good convention in in, in uh, Jekyll Island, Georgia. But you know, we uh, enjoyed each other's company and always uh, get a lot out of uh, uh, talking and having good conversations. And this was no uh, exception. He's got a lot of new things going on, and I wanted to talk to him all about it. And you should uh, check him out as well. So here we go. It's a little bit of me and my man David W. Barbie having a talk. Uh, but anyway, dude, that was then. This is now. So uh, you've been doing future now, baby. We're fucking future, man, and it feels good, goddamn good. Um, so, so what's been going on, dude? I, I want to talk about some stuff that you've been doing. Cause I see your posts, you got some stuff happening and I want to know what it is. Yeah, what, yeah. What are you doing? Thank you, man. Thank you for reading the old blog because, uh, the, my blog, David W. Barbie wordpress.com, uh, dot wordpress.com. Um, that's like kind of the place where I'm having my, uh, my internet presence now because social media is kind of just a, uh, you get lost in the shuffle on social media. I'm not even going to get yeah. into bitching about it how shitty it is and how shitty the people are on social media so i just really like (laughs) yeah yeah basically like this year i've like retreated to my blog and i that's where i'm posting stuff about my writing or about just life in general taking a lot of inspiration from you actually john wayne you know what kind of running my own my own three ring circus kind of like how you run yours you got to so um yeah absolutely that's kind of a huge thing that i'm like uh realizing like in the last couple of years is that uh we're all the ringmasters of our own circus you know there is no circus and we're part of that circus you are the circus you are the ringmaster and all the animals and the clowns and everything all at once i like that that's a lot of responsibility and a lot of work yeah yeah and um so that's i've been uh working on my blog a lot lately and i've started a mailing list that everybody can go to my blog click the top click the link at the top of the page Uh the mailing list so that way you can get news about what i'm doing and what's going on with my writing and what new books are coming out because new books will be coming soon i am actually getting into the publishing business i'm about to start publishing books on my own all by myself for myself that was okay uh, that was which like alluded to on there yeah so what's the can can you talk about that right now or do you want to talk about it yeah 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 i don't want to get there there's like certain parts of it that I'm trying to keep secret until like release. But mm-hmm. for what it is right now, what I can reveal is that I've taken most all of my books from the past out of print and I am re uh, remixing them, as you say, like what you might do with an album or something like that, where it just increased uh-huh. the production value, not just editing, but also the uh, design, the formatting. So re- a remastering, if you will. There you go. Exactly. That's exactly what we're doing. With you're not going to. I'm sorry. You're you're not going to go and actually change the stories at all. You're just just polishing not, them up, changing the really. We're just stuff, polishing yeah. them up. Yeah, we're remastering them, remixing them completely, making them into something that is what it is, but it's 
a little bit better. It's kind of a, a newer, evolved version of the same books that I uh, released before. Not all of my old books are going to get released that way. Only some uh, of them, like my favorites. And also, there will be new books as well coming soon. So all of that's going to be put under the umbrella of my uh, my new press called Clone Warrior. That's nice. the name of the press. It's Clone Warrior. It's awesome. I got a kick-ass uh, logo that my friend Whitney Fisher made for me. And um, Shouts yeah, out, Whitney. I just, I really, yeah, shout out to Whitney Fisher and Carl Fisher, Accession Press. Good people. They've kind of helped me, like, uh learn different things about what it is to start your own press and, and shouts uh, out to the blackbirds being uh as well <laughs> i think carl always do that blackbirds thing you know like oh a... god yes i could kill a blackbird using only my father's trust <laughs> i've Just seen it folks that sounds sense. funny but that's real yeah i mean it was it was yeah. kind of sexy it was kind of arousing but i mean uh yeah there's nothing than a dead blackbird when you kill it with your father's will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. I'm kind of turning myself into my own. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We, the, the delay is playing, playing with us, I think, here. So we're all, and plus oh, I'm excited oh, and I okay. talk. I want to know. Um, so you mentioned like uh, Excision Press uh, and, and Carl and Whitney. And you, you have one or two books out through them. Is that? Yeah. One book so far, uh, Laser House on the Prairie. That was actually the, the press's first book. That, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a weird science fictional, bizarre western sort of story. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Um, uh, I love that guy still with like, all the characters and shit. That, but I was going to ask, like, are you pulling, is that one staying with that and you're pulling your that older works? Staying, yeah. Okay. That one's still out and uh, Tater Skin Heads from Bizarro Pulp Press. That one's still out. That one might, might be pulled at some point in the future because, uh, not really selling that well but those are the those are the two that are actually out there right now still live other yeah. ones like uh bacon fried bastard knights neon fangs uh jimbo yo jimbo a town called Suckhole. those are ones that are out of print right now you can probably get a used copy but you don't do that because what you want to do is wait for the remastered versions of those books those, those books are going to come out with for example one of them i'm not going to say which because i want people to be excited when it happens one of them is actually going to get a sequel written to it, and it will be released as a double feature. It'll be Fuck the first yeah. book and a sequel to the fucking book, all in one book. Yeah. Hey, dude, hold on one second. I got to let my dog out of this room. Going nuts. Oh, stupid. Sure. Sure. Sorry about that. Darn Cerberus. He wants to be in here. He wants to be out of here. <laughs> you know, he always is trying to get more airtime. That's that's his thing. He's kind of a diva in that way. But he's anyway, so he's a cutie. Um, so that's that's a very exciting, dude. I, I, so one of the books is going to have a sequel released together, like a part one, part two as one like yeah, volume. Yeah, that's yeah, like awesome. as a double awesome. feature. That's I love books awesome. like that. There's not, not enough of them out there like that where you can get like, like a double feature. That's kind of what I think of it as. Yeah, you know, I, um, I'm not, turn this on about me, but I was just going to say, like, I, I've been working this whole time on this, like, three-part series that I, I, all, I wrote, oh. but, like, when I was on the road, I, I talked to some people, and I decided, I think I'm just going to put it together as one volume and just call each part. Yeah. Like, 
the thing or whatever, and then do it like that. And it'll be just this big ass tone. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, going to try yeah. that. That's uh, but yeah, th- so that, that's, uh, that's cool that you're doing that. And um, there was somebody uh, wrote like sub 200,000 word fucking uh, like two part thing. And they just put it together as one uh, as well that I was talking to. And it seems like that was just the easier way to go. So yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. So that, that's it, it probably happens more often than we think. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it does. Uh, so, so you're driving this ship. This is the big barbed wire express going down uh, Route 44 <laughs> with, uh, to route straight to Route 69. Um, are you yeah. are you uh, uh, hiring the um, artists for covers? Do you have that? I mean, how how are you yeah, going about that's... this? Is this like a, you're going for a specific kind of feel? Like everything's going to have a, you know the barbed wire branch uh, yeah. Davidian compound. I mean, yeah. uh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There is like an overarching vision that I have for it that it has to be like maintained because that's kind of the beauty of it is that uh, being in charge of your own business, you now have control over literally everything. You can make everything look and sound and feel exactly the way you want it to. No one's there to tell you, no, that's not going to work. You know, no one's there to shoot down an awesome idea that you have. Uh, It's a huge amount of responsibility too, but I, I much prefer it to waiting around for another person to tell me whether I can or can't do something or whether something's going to work or not or who my artist is going to be because uh, I actually these days as opposed to like when I first got into writing I actually know some people now I know different artists and, and uh, formatters and, and designers like uh, well there's tons of them so yeah. Um, yeah so I actually have some resources that I didn't used to have I'm not at the mercy of anybody uh, getting those things for me anymore so yeah, there will be like uh, for for my re-releases. There's going to be a uniform look to it, and then in the future, I actually I do want to do like a a, a huge series, like a horror type of um, barbarian, futuristic, fucked up uh, series of books. And those will also have like they'll have a different look than, than the re-releases will, but they'll have a similar kind of streamlined uh, look to them, so that they all kind of look the same. And, yeah, and uh, appear like a, a series should be. Cool, man. Hell yeah. Um, so when when is this? Uh, when's the first thing dropping? Was there a timeline established yet? Or I'm, I'm shooting for the end of this month. At the very latest, I want it to be done by Thanksgiving. You know, oh, I'm sure. trying to get it done by the by the holidays, man. I am busting ass right now working on edits. I gotta, I've got things lined up, but it still has to be done. So right. it's all happening in the background, but uh, soon. Very soon, I hope, and I'm I'm hoping to surprise people with with what the first things to drop will be. And, oh yeah. Um, then try to come out with maybe two more next year. Keep re-releasing these other books, leading up to like some more original content coming out. Hopefully, very soon. Hopefully, within the next year or two. Hell yeah, dude! That's exciting, man. That's very exciting. I like yeah, I like to hear it that. It is. It is. Um, is this uh? You know, and I'll just ask you this question before everybody just tweets it at you. Um, is this a press that's going to be open for submissions at some time, or is this just you, Barbie? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just me. It's just my own like little single pirate ship out on the ocean. So yeah. I don't. I'm not really taking on a crew right now. I understand. So. I I didn't think it sounded like that, but I just wanted to ask anyway. Yeah. Um, but, at, but at the same time, you never know who you're going to meet. Like true. You know, that's true. So. Look at this new pipe I got, dude. I broke my pipe the other day. This uh, is like a, 
you can't see this, people, but it's like a Sherlock Holmes pipe I got. It's pretty badass. That is nice. That is both classic and futuristic at the same time. It kind of is. Like kind of yeah. is. But yeah. It's a little like the um, an Inglorious Bastards where he pulls out the huge fucking pipe, you know, to smoke. Yeah. Yeah, that like is that. awesome. Very classic. Um, classy guy. Well, thanks, man. You know, I try. I do try, but... Yeah. You know, you're you. I you know, I I strive to be as classy as someone like you. You you do wear sleeves yeah. more than I do, and uh, you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready to make that yeah. step. But but when I do, I know yeah. you'll be there to catch me when I fall, and that's what oh, I need. I <laughs> yeah, buy the sleeves. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so um, so so what else is going on, man? You got you're working fucking. Sounds like you're working really hard on this. All this other stuff that's that's happening. Yeah. Have you have you had to to do like you know, how is this everything affected? You know, we affect, we affected all of our cons and shit, but like, uh, you yeah. know, have you been working? Uh, have you had to go to a day, your day job or like what's, yeah. you want to talk about that? Luckily, what's the deal? I, I work, I work at a, I work at a college, I work in the education system. So luckily they've actually managed to uh, keep me working this whole pandemic. Like, oh, I haven't cool. been furloughed, laid off or anything like that. So I'm hugely lucky, uh, actually. So I'm not bitching too much about the pandemic. Uh, but like in and in this way, like with me starting my own press, the pandemic's actually been like kind of a blessing in disguise because it kind of it fucking stopped everything, stopped the shows, stopped uh, any sort of involvement you have with the community, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless, unless we're online. Um, but yeah, so much shit got stopped. And then um, that's kind of gave me all these months since March to start building infrastructure you know, to, to make my mm. own business and to do shitloads of research. That's that's the huge part of it. Um, actually, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, one of your good friends and my good friend, C.B. Hunt. She was actually a huge inspiration to me to start my own. I remember some, something that she said a long time ago where she, she was she didn't like something about the publishing world. And so she said, I bought every uh, self-publishing book I could learned everything I could about it and started publishing myself and now I'm happy and mm -hmm. and I fucking love what she does I love that she you know runs her own press releases her own books does it all, all basically herself and the you know she's she's a fucking boss you know she, so that was she, like <clears throat> yeah absolutely shouts out to Carrie for sure all right so that was a little bit of myself talking to my man David W Barbie I love that guy be sure to check him out go to his uh website uh, I believe it's David W. Barbie, wordpress.com. And uh, if not, it's a very simple Google search or his Facebook has the link. But that's where he's got all this good stuff going on with his blog. And, of course, it'll be linked in this post. But check that out. And if you want to hear the rest of this episode and learn a little bit about Mr. Barbie, as well as uh, catch up on all the back episodes of the other guests I've had, you can go to patreon.com slash John Lane is dead and contribute to any uh any tier, um, including the dollar beer fund, and it all uh, all of it goes to help me keep keeping on, and it gets you the podcast on any tier that you uh, join, as well as access to the special edition um, Death Packs and Left Hand Paths audiobook read by moi. So, ooh, without further ado, let's move into our story section of the week. That's right, folks. I'm back on the road. As we know, every time I come back from a convention, I give you the recap, and this is no exception. We're back. Here it is. Days of the Dead, Las Vegas, Nevada, 2020, the year that shouldn't have been. 
If you're new to the podcast, like maybe I just met you this weekend and you're checking it out. Thank you so much. I, re- I appreciate it so much. I love that. I love you for talking to me. Thank you. Um, if you are, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, as many of you have, uh, you'll know how this year, of course, we all know everything is eternally fucked this year because of the quarantine and the virus and all that kind of good stuff. And of course, it's still day to day, even right now. Um, but you know, I've, I've, we've talked about in the past, uh, my entire year got kind of, uh, thrown around up, rude, up, upheavaled, um, as just as every single other person's did. I'm not, I don't, there's no special, uh, exception or excuse, or I don't have like, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I, these are such, uh, awful problems. These are just my problems. Um, and so I haven't been able to travel. I haven't been able to, uh, you know, sell books in the capacity that I was before this, you know, being on the road and being at the conventions is a huge, huge part of, of, uh, you know, what's how I'm able to do this, how that drives my, you know, career, if you will. And, uh, you know, it's been absent for a long time. Um, if, as a lot of, you know, the last convention I was able to go to was in February in Atlanta and it was also a days of the dead and it was great, but that was the last time. So this, you know, last week, uh, you know, I, Set out on the first for the first time in months, all these months, low these many months, to get back uh, to the floor of the vendor room at the Horicon, slinging books and kicking asses and giving out lollipops and all of that good stuff. And uh, so I was ready. So you know, always I you know first leading up to it, you know, of course we're watching and you know making sure it's going to still happen. You know, everything is good and it looks everything is you know good to go. And, uh, you know, I got all my shit together. Like I said, all week I was just prepping, making sure I had books, getting all my, my new banners, my new lights, all this stuff I was very excited to set up. And, um, and uh, Wednesday night at, uh, you know, around 630, uh, Nick P and I set off into the uh, sunset, if you will. Um, yeah, so we headed west for, for Las Vegas. We drove. Um, as as you guys know, I drive, I drive pretty much everywhere now. And from Houston, where we are, uh, Houston, Texas, shouts out, 33rd, 3rd Coast, shouts out. Um, we're about 24 or 5-ish hours, 22, somewhere between there was what the drive was. Um, but it's very hard to, the closer you get, it seems like it's harder to navigate, but or harder to guess because of certain things. But anyway, uh, we set out, yeah, and we... Packed, uh, you know, we brought, of course, all the essentials, beer, uh, a lot of weed, and uh, some food, and all, you know, we had our, had the, uh, had the old, um, what, did I, what do I drive again? Fit, had the old Fit Mobile ready to go, and and uh, it was a fine drive, you know, we, we like to drive at night, so, you know, whole night, it seemed like the night went by quick, and then the next day, it took a, it seemed like it was going a little bit slower, but, um, you know, we traded off, we got all the way there, you know, driving through New Mexico, and Arizona is beautiful. Like, I was like, whoa, look at all these mountains and shit. You know, we don't have this kind of stuff where I live. And it, it's nice to see, but, you know, don't worry. I'm not getting like a, oh, I want to go see the mountains. Seeing them from the car and the road is fine with me. I don't need to stop and look at them. I don't need to certainly not climb any of them. It was fine. Um, but it was it was just nicer to have something than just flat uh, land like Texas is driving through it. So that was interesting. Now, one other thing, uh, I, we actually planned our route because 
there's there was one route that wants to take a, that wanted to take us all across Texas through um, go like just above El Paso into New Mexico, then into Arizona. But when you go that way, you get stopped by dun, 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 Border Patrol. That's right, Border Patrol. They'll stop you probably right before you leave Texas, and then they'll stop you again in New Mexico, right around there. So. Uh, being as we were, um, as Chameleonaire says from H Town, shouts out 33rd Coast, 33rd. Um, we was riding dirty. You know us. We got to have our grandpappy's medicine with us, and we did not want any dogs or uh, ICE agents to seize upon us. You know, Nick is uh, Hispanic. He could have been, you know, that could have been a thing because if it came down to it, you know, I'm going to sell him right down the river. Uh, no. But we, I would never do that. But we, you know, we took we took these northern, you know, route that took us up kind of around Dallas, and we are we we hooked uh, left that way, uh, so we could avoid all of that stuff. Another thing is like when you're driving. A lot of you probably already know this, but driving through New Mexico and and Arizona, getting into Nevada, like I said, it's all like these mountain passes, just like long roads. You're going through mountains and shit, and uh, and desert, and there is nothing sometimes for. Uh, over 50 miles like nothing there's nothing to to stop there's no exit to get off at you're just driving so we almost ran out of gas between gas stations and one of these places in new mexico uh because we were just like gosh got you know, we got so used to you know every few miles you could get off whatever you, you know the most you're gonna wait is like what 15 20 miles not 50 60 miles 70 miles between these gas stations dude so we we got the first time you know, we almost ran out of gas. We're like, whew, well, we're not going to let that happen again. Then we got, like, super, like, uh, trigger happy where we were like, oh, three-quarters of a tank. We better stop here. We don't know what will happen, you know. So we were, we wouldn't let it get down to a half a tank, basically. If we got to a half a tank, we would stop the next place we could to fill it up. Um, so, you know, that was that was the only weird thing we ran into. So we then we got into Vegas. So we left Houston at 6.30 p.m. Central Time and arrived in Las Vegas at three thir- or four four forty four thirty p.m. Pacific time, yeah. So we got in. Of course, we're zombies. We're like half dead, sweaty, gross individuals, tired as fuck. We check in. We're at the plaza. You know, you got to. Uh, of course, there's you know masks. Masks are required when you walk in, and then anytime you come in from outside. Like, if you leave the casino and come back in, or if you're, like like us, coming from the parking garage down to the casino floor to go to the other elevators, you have to, you know, there's a guy there that takes your temperature on your wrist, and um, there's very, there are many, many uh, sanitation, sanitation stations, I guess that's what you call it, for, like, hand, hand sanitizing things. So, you know, that, it, it was, it seemed pretty like regulations were being, you know, upheld. It, it wasn't, uh, there was no slack, there's no one sitting at a one-armed bandit with their mask hanging down not, not that i saw but uh they were they're keeping it pretty strict lots of security i saw a lot of fucking security you know why i saw each and every one of them because the the uniforms that they wore at the plaza and and even not even at the plaza this is this guy maybe it's just like all las vegas security because these guys were also out in front of the dispensary that i went to i'll tell you about in a minute but they all wear uh if you're familiar with where i am the harris county police officers harris county constables and that whole sh- department those like brown shirts and they have like the star on them that's what they wore so every time i would like my eye would catch one of them i it i would just think it was a cop i'd be like oh shit it's a cop 
like the Houston, the Houston cops are here for some reason, but no, uh, they, that's why. So there's a lot, there seemed to be a lot of security, whatever. I don't know. Uh, we got checked into our room. Um, uh, you know, it's on the 20th floor. We had a smoking room because you know how we do it. And, you know, you walk onto the floor, it just reeks of nothing but weed. Like everyone got it. It's just, it's funny. I love it. But it's Vegas, but it, you know, so it doesn't matter anyway. But uh, we get in, I, I took a quick shower, got dressed, and I told Nick, I'll be right back. I already had, like, mapped out the, dis- the closest dispensary. Actually, I, I walked past the closest dispensary because it got uh, it had a bunch of one-star reviews, like, when I was just mapping it. And I was like, well, I'm not going there. Everyone said, like, staff is super friendly, staff is super awesome, product is shitty. So I'm like, I, everybody said that. So I was like, I'm not going to that one. So I went to this other one. It's called MedMen. It was pretty cool. Um... I walked over there like I was a power walker, like I'm, I was an old lady mall walker, just like walking to the space. So, you know, it was like I was playing, playing beat the clock with myself before I, you know, passed out or something. But uh, I went out there. It was only like a 15 minute walk. And I bought an eighth of Blue Dream and I bought two, no, three, no, two pre rolls, I believe, of, yeah, two pre rolls of this uh, strain called Deadhead OG. And then I was like, all right, awesome. I'm out. I walked, uh, again, power walk back to the hotel. <laughs> old lady uh, or old man, you know, like a New Balance sneaker break-in commercial or something. And I get back to the room and, uh, you know, Nick's a zombie, I think, but he's got like the the, the Roku hooked up and got, we're watching something and I'm like, look, I got this weed, let's smoke it. <clears throat> Uh, before we like pass out and shit but then but by this time it was you know it's like maybe 5 30 5 o'clock 6 o'clock I don't know but to us we're two hours ahead we're all fucked up anyway it doesn't matter um but it wasn't it was anyway what I'm trying to get as it was a it was at a point in time where it was too early just to I didn't want to just lay down and take a nap it was too close to like actually like well if you wait out a few more hours I can just go to bed at like a bedtime time and just sleep through the night so that's what it basically came down to so i was like well fuck this i'm just gonna stay up a little bit longer and and chill uh so we nick and i i break out i broke out one of those pre-rolls before now if you are a long time listener uh first time caller of the show you'll know that you know i've gone to dispense i go to dispensaries every time i'm in a legal city i go to a dispensary and uh i i do always buy pre-rolls from everywhere i go uh just because i like that it's cool it's like you know, you don't have to commit to a large amount for a strain uh, if you want to try it. You know, it's a gram joint. They're all, you know, they're pretty good. That's a good amount for a joint, and uh, they're always decent. But the last few I had, now these were at a dispensary in Colorado, um, the pre-rolls. They were they were so tight, I couldn't smoke them. Like, they wouldn't smoke. I would have to try to, you know, I was trying to, like, massage them and, and like, trying to get some air in there, get some space so that it could burn. But it was just, they were packed so tight, I, they wouldn't burn. They were a pain in the ass. So I ended up having to just break them all open and and smoke the, you know, just smoke pipes of, pipe bowls of it. But these, like, I, I broke this open and, uh, you know, Nick and I are sitting there. We, we were each in our separate beds, you know, uh, with the thing, but, you know, with the nightstand between us and shit we're chilling and and uh we just grabbed some you know grabbed some of our beers we brought quite a quite a plenty of plentiful stock of beer and we uh start smoking this joint and it got on top of us i thought maybe it was like man you know we were just tired but we made we smoked like 
half of it. And we're like, dude, we got to put this out. This is, uh, you know, Nick was getting all, you know, like loopy and giggly and shit. And we were both realized how, how high we were. So I was like, this is good ass weed. And, uh, and it was good ass weed, but yeah, so we ended up smoking the rest of it that night. Uh, again, like in two other sessions, we broke it down because that's how good it was. People, uh, deadhead OG. So, uh, we end up, you know, watching a bunch of stupid shit. I fall, I fall asleep, I think around nine 30, whatever Nevada time is. And I slept till nine 30 the next morning, which that was good. Good 12 hour sleep, you know, and Nick, I think stayed up all night or something. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, you know how he does it. He's like a, a stranger in the night and comes and goes and he's like the shadow. I don't know. Oh, another cool thing about our hotel, and this is most of the, the, the hotels in Vegas, but we did have uh, a, a very good view, uh, I thought, because uh, we were in the plaza, which is the plaza. If, you, if you've seen Back to the Future 2, the, the hotel that, that is the Biff Hotel in that movie is the plaza. They That's what they used. And so we're staying in that and you're actually like on Fremont Street. Like we're on... It's on Main Street, but it, it butts up against Fremont Street. You walk out the front of the plaza, and there's fucking the front of Fremont Street. Like, you enter the whole thing and walk down it and, uh, you know, get to the Gold Nugget and all those other places. But we could see over that uh, to the Strip, and it was cool. They see all it was, it was a pretty cool view that we had. Um, anyway, I got up uh, 9.30. Like I said, I felt good. It's Friday. Uh, I want to go see about registration and all that kind of stuff when I can start setting up. So I take a shower, I get all my shit together, <clears throat> take a walk down to the third floor uh, where the convention center is. I run into, you know, I go to register registration and see the people I know. They, they, they know me. I say, what's up? They say, what's up to me? That's it. No, um, no, I got all checked in and, and people were already able to start setting up. So uh, people were in there. I went in and took a walk around, looked at where my table was. It was in a great place, uh, I thought, great location. And it was set up, you know, the convention was, it wasn't as many tables as as it normally, if you're familiar with going to like the Days of the Dead conventions or any convention, this was not, there wasn't as many tables set up so that they could have all the extra room. So as far as the way it was run in that regard, like the, you know, restrictions and safety measures the, and of everything, I felt like I felt good off the bat, good from the start, you know, going in there. Of course, it was you had to wear a mask and, you know, there was a lot of stations set up all over the place. You couldn't like fucking take three steps without being able to sanitize your hands at a, you know, they had these big jugs and, you know, available on these stands everywhere. So you you were really, um, you know, you they, they were pretty much on top of it. And, uh, you know, even like. After that, when the floor was actually open, they had people that walked around that made sure that you no one was taking their masks off, and that included vendors. Like I was, if you were a vendor and you like pulled your mask down or forgot to put it back up or something, they came and busted you too. So it wasn't like anybody had any special privileges or anything like that. Uh, it was pretty tight. Like I saw, I saw people get busted several times. Like, hey, put your mask up, put your mask up, and it wasn't like they were trying to get away with anything. It was like they just like took it down to take a drink and forgot. Um, but you know me, I'm drinking the whole time steady. Keeping that mask on, baby. Anyway, uh, anyway, I go, I go in there and I get set up. I get to see uh, Jessica and her mom, Laura. Shouts out, I love you guys. They were there working. I was very excited to see them. Um, you know, they they help handle the celebrities and stuff. I that's not my business. I mind my business. 
So I was excited because this was the first time I was setting up my new banner that I got. If you haven't seen it, go check out my Instagram at John Wayne is dead. It's six by four. It's full color that the John Wayne is dead logo thing I drew with all these tentacles wrapped around it. I'm very happy with it. Other people have said they liked it. So I had that. I set up my banners. I had all this new these new lights that I bought with like pumpkins. There are string lights and there's like pumpkins, spiders and uh skulls and they all blinked different colors and these are like big these aren't just like little baby dick lights they were like i don't know like the size of like uh i don't know like a two inch like type of thing i don't know they were big they so they caught people's you could see actually what the hell was going on what they were um and then i went to went to work there set up my table got it all together got everything set up again i took pictures and posted them on my Instagram or Facebook, if you want to see uh, what my table looked like before everything opened up, I have a couple shots of it. And I was happy with it, man. I was really pleased. I was, uh, you know, I put my guitar, set my guitar up back there, and I was just like, yes, okay, I'm back. It, it felt really good. Just just have my table set up and stand there in front of it and look at it and say like, okay, this is it. No matter what happens, this is, it starts. This is another start of everything. The first step back into this. So let's go. Let's do it. Um, so I, we have plenty of time because you know, Florida didn't open until 4.30 uh, Friday the, for the VIPs and then 5 for everybody. So we, we just, I just went back upstairs. You know, Nick, of course, was like, were you gone? And I was like, yeah, dude, I was going to set my whole table up. You did? What? Blah. You know, because he just slept through the whole thing. So uh, it was all good. We, um, we ended up chilling. I did some writing. Uh, then we started drinking some beers midday, uh, as it got closer and, uh, smoked some more of that good, good weed. Uh, I think we watched them to some Dukes of Hazard and some other crazy shit. Oh, you know what? We watched an, a movie called Miss 45. Uh, that's, it's a, it's an older movie and, um, it is excellent, excellent revenge film. Just, uh, that's, that's going to be, I'm going to watch that a few times. That's good. That's going to be at the top of my new, like, list up there with uh taking a pelham one two three and roy uh miss 45 check it out we watched that bad fucking ass movie anyway <clears throat> we got ready i and uh we head down there about 4 30 or uh, like 4 20 4 20 before it opened and uh i got off the elevator and we're walking to the to the room and there's already like a, a pretty decent sized line of of people waiting to get in waiting for their you know give their tickets and shit which I was like, oh, shit, okay, cool, cool. Even if that's all VIP people, like, that's excellent. That's a good clip of people who are gonna about to walk right in the door. And uh, so I was like, all right, that bodes well. Good, good. So then we, uh, we go in, we get set up. I turn on the lights. I'm like, all right, baby, let's go. Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, I made a sale within the first four minutes that the door was open. Like, somebody, just these, this group of people just came up to the table Oh, book! Like I told them, you know, I'm like, hey, I got horror books over here, and they walked over, and they're like, oh yeah, we love books, and, um, you know, I go through them. I talk. I, there's three, three of them. I went through my books, talked to them. They, they, they bought two books. Boom! I'm already, I'm going, baby. I'm blowing and going. And I sold a bookmark. I sold a ton of those metal bookmarks that I make. The, the iridescent ones that are I've, t- I've talked about them before they're all limited to 100 per design i think i have six of this one left as of this recording so um i have to get my ass in gear to design the next one that will be uh made of 100 because this design doesn't come back like i said the first design i did is gone does not come back and this one's not coming back either 
Uh, but anyway, I was so that was also cool. I was like, fuck yes, dude. I already have a sale. There's no like waiting like, oh God, am I gonna you know, we get to a point where you're like, Oh, I gotta sell anything tonight, it's Friday. Oh. But man, no, right off the bat, had a sale. And then like 20 minutes later, another sale. And it was like one of the three like I because I do my books twelve dollars or three for thirty if you buy them from me there at the booth. And then I throw in those bookmarks are three dollars if you buy a book. So I like people were into it, man. And the thing was, is that there was a general overall feeling of like you could feel that everyone there, uh, in attendance and vendors included, had a general. Everyone was just kind of happy. Everyone was upbeat. And I think it was, you know, I don't think I know it was because it's like everyone just needed to get out and do do this or needed to be back into this particular thing uh you know and it was so good to be back everyone was just in a good mood it was just like we all just drank a big fucking everybody had to drink a kool-aid of mdma before you walked in and then it's once it kicked in everyone was like hey man let's take our shirts off and stuff but you keep my mask you know it no everyone was cool and just laid back and there to there to buy stuff and that that just didn't just go for me people were people were walking around buying shit like hey like we came there no not many looky loos i'll tell you that not many you know what we're gonna make a laugh and come back and then buy something everybody that said that to me actually came back and bought something when they made their lap you know like that it was all just legit you know good it was all good going on i was uh friday night when we, when we started the people on my left was this older couple from los angeles that sells um uh, autographs and, and Hollywood memorabilia and they had a bunch of stuff there uh Myron and Mar- Marilyn love them to death uh, of course Marilyn and I became the best of friends uh before she left she tugged me and said that I was her new favorite thing uh John Wayne my new favorite thing and I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna get that tattooed in my uh tramp stamp area so <clears throat> if she hasn't already but no it was so they were great neighbors and on the other side of us, uh, there was nobody at the table on my right, but the people that were on the other side were doing Blu-rays and stuff. I talked to them. So anyway, Friday night finishes out strong. Like we, I, I did very well. I sold in the double digits of books for a Friday night is stupendous for me. Like especially first one back out the gate, wh- wh- I was very happy. And all we we didn't know. I I told you before. I've been to Vegas a bunch of times. Vegas isn't necessarily my favorite city to go to. I did feel when, when we got back in there. I mean, it's Vegas. It is exciting, and everything is cool there for sure. And I felt good. I feel like you know what? I don't like this city at all. But when I get here, it's pretty cool. Um, but I did not. I wasn't there to party. I wasn't there to to gamble. I just was there to do this. So. It was cool just to be there and, and the fact that it's a cool city and, and everything is very fun and cool to look at. Uh, so anyway, uh, Friday night, like I said, we just we didn't party. We just went up to the room, uh, you know, drank some beers and unwinded, unwinded, unwound, smoked some of that good, good Vegas weed, uh, watched some shit. And then it was like passed out. I, I, I didn't, you know, I think I, maybe I went to sleep at like one. And uh, that was it. That was an exciting Friday night. But Saturday Day two, I get up, uh, I got up, I got up around eight and to shower and kind of get my shit together. I didn't have to be on the floor till 1030 for VIP, but I, I don't like to be rushed and I wanted to do some writing before I got down there. So get this, dude, we're in a fucking, our hotel room, 
when we checked in, we noticed we didn't have a fridge in this little like cabinet where a fridge goes. So Nick calls down and they're like, oh, your room doesn't come with a fridge. Uh, we can upgrade it for $25 more a night. It has a fridge and a coffee maker. So I was like, we don't have a coffee maker either. This is, that was like a, kind of a drag, but so I didn't have any coffee. And you know, I like drinking my coffee. So I just went downstairs to the coffee shop they have down there for paid a $5 for a 20 ounce black coffee. And uh, I went back upstairs and I wrote for, you know, a good hour before I had to be on the floor. Again, go down there. Now, now the I do have someone that's now moved into the right side on the other table that was empty the night before. Um, artist that uh, uh, does fan art. His name is David uh, David Wong. Awesome dude. Check him out. Um, I'll put his Instagram up, actually. It's like at David Wong Draws, I think. Uh, but very positive guy. Super, super, uh, like, up like upbeat dude like uh almost to a point where i was like all right dude let's just calm it down over there but you know it was still good better than have someone that was an asshole uh and we talked a lot he was a he was a good guy i told him that i was gonna be more i, I he was uh, i apologized that he was gonna be next to somebody who was so obnoxious and he said oh don't worry i'm i'm pretty obnoxious too and i was like okay if you're making this a competition and then i think what happened was he realized i was way more obnoxious than him and he kind of got annoyed by it because <laughs> i was doing my thing like where he he was he, he was telling people like yeah and i, I draw like commissions so if you want you know like you know uh superman with with batman fighting a fucking giant asshole or something like I'll do that, but he didn't say anything like that. So people would be like, "Oh, really? What about this?" And then he's like, "Yeah, we have done that before." And then I, I kind of stepped in and I was like, "Yeah, uh, also Michael Myers uh, falling out of a plane on the two elephants who are fucking." And he's like, "Okay, okay, man, that's enough." And I was like, "No, you can't do that one." And he's like, "Ah ha 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 ha." And I did that a couple of times. So I think I definitely won the obnoxious contest. And uh, I, you know, it's like, why challenge me when I tell you that? When, you know, you, you brought it upon yourself. David. I'm sorry. You did. You did. And I'm actually, when I say I'm sorry, I actually mean I'm not sorry. But we were still friends. It was all good. Um, so it was cool. I had I had good neighbors. And right across, directly across from us, was, uh, um, well, was Joe Bob Briggs, the great and powerful Joe Bob Briggs, uh, which if you don't know who that is, you know, I don't, <clears throat> well, I guess this isn't a horror podcast. <clears throat> necessarily uh joe bob briggs best way to describe who he is he was like a think of like elvira but a guy who is a cowboy who drinks lone star and knows everything about every horror movie you could ever have imagined and even if you had a dream about it he could tell you uh who shot it and directed it um no he, so he hosts like he hosted horror shows like that like his show now is on shutter the shutter app channel um very cool but he, you know, he used to be on, uh, I believe, USA or TNT or both of those, like, for years and years and years. Uh, so it was very cool to be across from him. Um, as you know, my policy on celebrities is I'm not, I'm not there to bother you. I'm not going to start, you know, go over there and start chatting them up. I'm doing my thing. And that's exactly what I did all weekend. Uh, so we were right across, but, but being across from them was cool because we were kind of on, like, a, on like a celebrity area. Like, the, the whole row of tables in front of us was, like, him, Flash Gordon, Somebody else, um, Newt from Alien, the girl, the, the woman that played the girl in Alien, you know, and we were like all like there, like we were celebs, like because we are, you know, we are. No, it was uh, yes, but 
so Saturday is going on and it's it's going good. It's very busy. I'm making sales. I'm meeting people. I'm having a great grand old time. I'm uh, shouts out to Zach and uh, Cash's son. I met these guys. Uh, they're um, badass, uh, badass dudes, uh, father and son duo out there, punk rockers, punk rock band uh, playing. His dad's opening for uh, Zach. I can't remember their band right now, but fuck, I know you're open for Reverend Horton Heat in Las Vegas for two shows next weekend. So shouts out and good luck. Uh, break all the, the things in the legs. But his son's name is Cash. So I broke out my guitar, played some Johnny Cash for him. We had a good time. I was drinking warm Coors Light all day. Uh, I was giving those away to uh to some of the cooler cooler people who uh looked thirsty but it was a good day it was like saturday was a great day back by the end of the day i was exhausted i was getting pretty tired like my legs were tired my whole body was tired i hadn't sat down once i was just going and going and going but nick and i had we had made a you know decided earlier in the day that we were going to do a little bit of acid that night as a reward for being ourselves so no we uh we got some acid and took it but we didn't go out again. We didn't go out anywhere. We we just went up to the room and and smoked. And we just, this is this is the this is our Saturday night in Vegas, people. If you're ready to party, write this down. Get a piece of paper and a pencil and a and a pen or something that writes. And this is which how you do it. One, you take acid. Two, you go to your hotel room. Three, we watched the two part episode arc where James dies in good times. Very emotional. Very emotional uh, two episodes, for sure. Then we watched uh, uh, the episode, an episode of Different Strokes, where Willis is going to have sex with uh, Janet Jackson, who plays his girlfriend in the, in the show. But then they don't, for some reason, and, and everybody is happy about it and learns a lesson, I guess. I, I don't know, what, but it was weird. And uh, then we watched uh, a movie called Death Dream. And then we watched, uh, we watched all, I didn't know this, but apparently, Nick told me this, apparently, when All in the Family, you know, before it came out, they, they tried to launch the pilot three times, or two times before it actually got picked up. And in both of these pilots, um, you know, Archie and uh, Edith are the same, Carol O'Connor and... and uh, Fucking what's her name? But anyway, they're the same actors, and but the the daughter and her husband Meathead are different characters, different people playing those characters. So they we watched all three of these the pilots with all three sets of actors, including you know the ones that were on the show, uh, and it's the same episode, it's the same script, the same everything. And to tell you the truth, it got worse as we were watching. I was like the first one. They made, uh, you know, uh, Michael, the character Michael, you know, meathead in the show. He's Polish. So, of course, Archie makes a lot of Polish jokes about him. In this one, he, the guy was an Irish guy. So he may was making, like, Irish jokes about him. So that was, like, a bizarro. It was, like, a bizarro turn of events. But, like, this, so we watched him. I was like, well, that's, that was a different take. But it wasn't too bad. The next guy was awful that they had play Mike. He was, like, some like a handsome studly dude with like super tight pants on and muscles he didn't look like he you know you know michael's character is like all protests and shit you know and is all like knows all this shit to tell archie and this guy just sounds like he was reciting lines he was awful uh and so was the girl like they, it just was awful and then next you know you get the next one is the real cast that they used and it's kind of just like maybe it's because i watched those first two that i was just like i guess this is okay but I'm glad it was because I love uh, All in the Family. But 
that's what you do, guys. You, you do that. There's your Saturday night in Vegas. All right. I hope you took notes. I hope you took that part down because this part of the tape will self-destruct now. Anyway, so Saturday night was finished out. Sunday, you know, we're, we have to check out. So I got up early again, packed all my stuff, wrote for a little bit, drank some coffee, smoked some weed, and uh, took, all, took all my shit downstairs to the booth and, uh, and, and, and opened up the floor. We went, we went got going. Um, again, I, uh, I sold one book right away, and then a few minutes later, I sold two or three books, maybe the three-book deal, I think, yeah. But then it was, like, dropped off, dude. It was a slow-ass Sunday. Like, uh, Sundays are usually pretty slow um, for the conventions, if you've, you know, you've heard me talk about them. That's, that's pretty much universal, and this was no exception, but it was, uh, but I still did well. Like, I did in the, again, uh, I, it was good for a Sunday, but, like, the sales were just few and far between. Like, there was big swaths of time when it was just hanging out, you know, chilling. Uh, but I met a lot of cool people. I made some good connections. Uh, I met this uh, lovely young woman, Mercala. I forget her last name, but she's running this magazine called Sinister Magazine. Came to talk to me about getting a story in there and stuff. So I'll talk more about that when that kind of stuff happens. And uh, just made some new friends. I... I um met some awesome, awesome people. Faith, if you're listening, shouts out to you. I uh, met this awesome woman, Faith. It turns out like she's a, she rolls pre, she, her job is doing pre-rolls all day. But it, and, you know, of course I go off and make a billion jokes about it and how I'm going to hire her to be my like blunt roller and follow me on tour and stuff. She was loving it, but she told me like, you know, she's not using her hands. It's like this machine you just like kind of stamp down and you just like almost like pulling a lever a bunch of times. She said it's not very, it's not as glamorous as uh, saying you're a joint roller uh, for your job is, but <clears throat> pretty interesting, though. Pretty interesting. Um, and she was awesome. Just so many people I met. Just uh, shouts out to all you guys. Too many people for me to remember, but I, I really enjoyed it. And that, that su- Sunday was great. We finished up strong. Stayed uh, stayed just about to the end. and you know, w- But it was nobody was there like people some people pack up early just because or they they're they just want to get like some people are like legitimately like i have to hit the road i have a long drive but that's kind of an excuse because we had a long drive and stayed to the end you know but some people have you know whatever for whatever reason sometimes people pack up super early on sunday but for the most part everyone people didn't start packing up until it was like between three and four and that it was supposed to end at five, but there was it was printed four somewhere else. I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but it was pretty dead. Like no one was left in the room except vendors after four o'clock. So we went ahead and slowly took down all the stuff, and I did make a sale right at the end. This uh, 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 awesome, awesome person that I talked to—I forget her name right now—but uh, she and her friend who was from New Zealand had come by the booth a few times the couple day, the day before. And she came running back in when she wanted to get a, a book before before I left. So that was great and awesome. And uh, I loved it. And we get in, we just it, it's um it was a little bit daunting uh, for a moment to get in the car and then sit there and just be like, all right, twenty five more hours in the car, let's go. But I did swing back by that dispensary again on the way out, and uh, I got a few more of those pre roll deadhead OGs because I really liked it. And uh, it was, uh, you know, little reward for doing well. Didn't overspend or anything, but, but you know, figured we could swing that for 
you know, Nick and I for working so hard all weekend. And, and then we hit the road, man. And it was it. That was it. Uh, we had a good drive. We had, you know, good time, talk for a while, listen to a bunch of shit, smooth sailing, you know, switching on and off. And I arrived home at about 9.30 p.m. Uh, around, right, no, right at 9, 9 p.m. Central Time, Monday night. Yeah. So we left Las Vegas at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and arrived in Houston, Texas at 9.30 p.m. Central Time on Monday, and that was... So, anyway, long-ass drive. Who cares? It was great. I had a great time. It was an awesome, awesome time to be back. If I met you and you're checking out the show again, uh, thank you so much, and uh, thank you to everybody who listens to the show. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great time, and, uh, you know, hey, all I got to say is uh, I'm back, baby! <laughs> All right. Hey, there you go. First con back, first recap. All good. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another week. If you're new, again, I thank you so much. Uh, tell your friends, subscribe to the show. It's on Spotify and everything now. Uh, if you want to see what's going on with me coming up next, be sure to go to johnwayneisdead.com. All, uh, all my John Wayne uh, information is on there for you, including the John Wayne is Dead shop. You can buy any of my books, and uh, records, T-shirts, all that kind of stuff, stickers, new stickers. And, you know, when you order from the shop, it comes from me, so I'll sign it for you and send you some goodie extras. Um, also, uh, check out my other podcast weekly. I do Thursdays with uh, my uh, excellent best friend in horror and, and brother, Christopher Triana, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne, um, every Thursday, and uh, that's on YouTube and all this stuff as well. <clears throat> Uh, and also, don't forget about my Patreon. You can check out the other uh, third podcast I do every week. It, all, it comes out every Monday uh, when John Wayne Lied to You does. Just go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And any uh, tier you join gets you access to every awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast episode. Also, right now, uh, you jump on there. You are going to have exclusive access to um, the audio book of Death Packs and Left Hand Paths read by me. Uh, available only to my Patreon subscribers. So, thank you guys so much uh, for everything. Follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm I'm going to a uh, I'll be at a local horror convention this Saturday. I don't know where it is or what it is, so this is not a plug for it. But this is like a a, a cliffhanger. Next week, I'll tell you all about how that went, uh, including the fact that I sold almost completely out of all my books this week, and I'm trying to get some stock together. So. Um, that's a good problem to have though. However, uh, poor planning on my part, I guess. So anyway, that was it. What a time, what a time, what a time.